Hello, everyone. We want to take this opportunity to say thank you. As you go at the Golden Boot, so do our needs, but we cannot do it without you. We ask that you continue to like our posts, share our content, and subscribe to our YouTube, Facebook, and other social media platforms. You may also visit thegoldenboot.com for the latest merch. If you would like to make a financial donation, you can do so through Cash App at Money Sign Golden Boot or through PayPal at paypal.me slash golden boot. We look forward to bringing you more laughs, knowledge, and entertainment. And again, thank you for your endless support. Sincerely and respectfully, the Golden Boot team. The views and opinions expressed in the Golden Boot podcast are those of the speaker and do not necessarily reflect the views or positions of the Golden Boot podcast as a whole. Y'all ready to get rolling? Quiet on the set. Hey, welcome back to another episode of HBCU Hour. It's your boy Pooh Bear. I got my man Aunt Petty Murphy in the building. And sir, it's been a great week in SWAC, MIAC, basketball. Also, I got word today, uh, spoke with our good friend Mo Carter. Uh, he was telling me about Miles and Tuskegee, how that game came down to the wire as well. So it's been some excellent basketball being played. Yes, but sir. let's look take a look back. Um, Southern Alcorn. Last week, uh, it was a it was a highly highly marquee game, um, billed to be one of the best games in the uh, in the SWAC for the weekend. Uh, Southern ended up winning the game, but that wasn't where the uh, <laughs> that wasn't where the fireworks came from. Uh, with uh, seconds left to go in the game, uh, there was a, a pass to a player. Uh, they kind of dribbled out of out of um, I guess you'd say dribble out of trouble to uh, keep Alcorn from Alcorn, excuse me, Alcorn from um, stealing the ball or whatever. And Alcorn pretty much just kind of you know surrendered the game. The guy from Southern went ahead and dunked it. That didn't sit right. Uh, that's kind of a no no sometimes in basketball. Uh, people look at it different ways, but. Um, that kind of started a little chirping. And they say the, the game had already been intense anyway. But it was yeah. some chirping going back and forth. And uh yeah, yeah. What what you think, man? I mean, I think that's what you whenever you got the two top teams in the swag playing in a in a highly contested game, you know, emotions tend to to be high in games like that. And I I, I get why you know it was taking offense too, but at the same time, I get the side of what people say, you know, play to the end. So, right, right. Um, things got you know, so it didn't get too out of hand, you know, saying uh, there were a lot of adults stepped in, kind of you know, saying separated people. Uh, 
<laughs> they had the best security guard of all time, though, though. Uh, our good friend G from uh, Swacking the Food stepped in and helped to get those guys off the court. Uh, top flight security of the world, Craig. Uh, he, you know, saying blew his whistle and everybody got, you know, saying got, you know, saying got, got what they say, you know, saying get where you got to go. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, another good game Delaware State, Morgan State. Um, I'm trying to pull it up here. But if I'm not mistaken, was that Delaware State first win, conference win, or second one? I think it was a. Might have been the first, if I'm not, I'm trying, uh, and I'm blanking on it. I'm blanking on it. Hold on, I'm pulling, I'm trying to pull it up now. No, no, that was the, yeah, that was a second, and then they beat okay, Copper second. State Monday. Copper State, Copper State for the State first Monday. So, no, Copper State Monday, so that's okay. their third one now. They got three now. Oh, they got three three in a row, look like too. But yeah, man, they, they at barely edged out uh Morgan State 64-62. Um then Bethune and Alabama State. Uh Bethune went down and uh Reggie Theus took the squad. Well, I'm sorry, excuse me. They welcomed me in Alabama State um and beat Alabama State uh 64-62. So yeah, it was. I mean, it's been some close games. Close and then games. Monday, Monday you had Southern get out to a big lead against Jackson State, and then Jackson State battled back to make it a, a pretty competitive game down the stretch, but they didn't have enough. And then Gremlin had a chance to tie the game up with free throws at the end of the game. They lost by three to Alcorn. So it's been pretty contested, highly contested basketball. And then the MIAC over there, they had great games on Monday. So it's it's been some pretty good basketball, but I was looking at the schedule coming up in the SWAT. Southern only has one game left against the another you know, top teams in the SWAT, and that's against Grambling. But it's not at Grambling; it's part mm. of the All Star Challenge. So it's you know what I mean it's not going to be gotcha. played at Grambling, and then Grambling plays Southern, and that's their only real. Well, Alcorn has to play PV and UAPB, I believe. So they got a few more tough games. So. It could be where Southern beats Grambling, and then you know they kind of coast to the to the number one seed for the SWAC tournament. So it's going to be kind of interesting. The MEAC a little more wide open, where you got a few more teams with a, ch- a chance over there. So it's yeah. gonna, I'm ready to see how it plays out. Yeah, shout out to those uh, to to our good friends over at uh, HBCU Nightly, uh, Josh, uh, Josh, um, try, I can't remember Erica, um, Erica posted uh, that. Pretty much any of the top six teams in the MEAC could win it. Yep. And yeah, and, and from what I've been seeing, um, you, you talked about the Southern uh Jackson State game. Uh it was a 25 point game at half. Southern was up by 25. Um Jackson State outscored Southern 47-33 in the second half, and it went from being a 40-15 game to a 73-62 final. And those last few second field, I mean, free throws and stuff is what stretched that game out. That game at one point was a five-point, you know, yeah, five, six-point game. Jack so, State came back and yeah. Jack State came back and made it a game. Yeah, so shout out to Mo Williams for, for, for making that push and that run. Um that little point guard they had, Southern didn't have an I can't remember his name, but Southern did not have an answer for him, man. It reminds me of point guard for Howard, man. I watched them play over the weekend. Man, it's some ballers. It's some ballers in HBCU basketball right now. 
And we ain't even touched, we ain't even touched the, you know, the, the SIAC and, and that level. <laughs> right, right. Uh Tuskegee, uh, women are undefeated in conference play, if I'm not mistaken. I think that's what Mo was telling me earlier when we were talking. And uh Tuskegee men are are sitting sitting pretty at the top on their side as well. Yeah, I know Fist women got a pretty good squad, also. I think they're gonna I don't know if they've lost the conference game. Yeah, they uh that coach come in HBC United Twitter spaces all the time. And you know, he he show a lot of love. So I want to shout him out. And they you know this is the great success they have in this season. Yeah. Um this week coming up, this Saturday, Southern plays Alabama AM here in Huntsville, in normal Alabama, rather. Um at the new gymnasium. Man, I might I might have to go check that one out, man. I might have to I might have to do some on field I mean some uh, on court reporting, get up in the high level, uh, <laughs> <laughs> pull my uh, no mind. Uh, but yeah, uh, looking at that game, Bethune Prairie View. Uh, those are kind of some middle of the pack games. Uh, Alcorn, Arkansas Pine Bluff. Uh, that one might be. That might be the that might be your best game of the weekend. Yep. That's gonna be a good one. All right. At least on the swag side. Let me let me switch over to the MEAC and see what we got. On the MEAC side, we got uh Morgan State, Delaware State, uh the rematch. Let's see, you know what I'm saying? Who pulls this one off? And then you got Hampton and Norfolk State. Oh, they're all playing in the Legacy Classic. So it's gonna be interesting. All right, where we at? Where we at with it? Um, um, sad news. Uh, North Carolina Central's uh, assistant women's basketball coach, uh, George Williams, passed away. Um, want to send our condolences, um, our, our prayers, uh, you know, our thoughts and prayers to the uh, to the Eagle, you know, saying family, um. It's always tough, especially when something like this happens. Long-time coach who kind of was in a volunteer role this year. So you, you hate to see that, man, especially somebody who was so dedicated to that school and, and to the, the lives of young, young women. So mm-hmm. prayers with the team especially, man. Yeah. He will be missed, uh, missed and remembered. So, uh, again, I, I always I always say, when, you know, when people lose family members and stuff, I always just ask that um, – know that that they find peace and understanding because that's yeah. that's always hard you know um so our condolences there <clears throat> now um a little bit more upbeat uh something we 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 just ain't seem to get away from <laughs> hbcu uh gymnastics um and i'm gonna go ahead and say this shout out to brown girls do gymnastics and the work they're doing. Miss um, uh, Raven Thistle, when she was on from the, Raven Thistle with the, the, the Doug Williams Center, um, told us kind of some of, you know, how the sausage is made, explained that, you know, some of the things that Brown Girls Do Magic do, uh, they reach out, they help find coaches, they help, you know, get the athletes and stuff like that. Um, they just announced uh, last month uh, about Talladega's gymnastic program. Well, they now have a head coach. Uh, former Alabama gymnast Asia Sims Fletcher has been named the gymnastics coach at Talladega. Um, I look forward to seeing the great things that she'll be able to do. Uh, we know 
the things that um are happening at Fisk right now, I'm I'm excited. Yeah, Fisk is doing big things over there right now. And I, I expect Tyler Day to come in and do the same thing. Yeah, so um while we had a little break, I want to first shout out everybody. Uh, and as we always say, we truly appreciate your support. Thank y'all for joining in. Don't forget to subscribe, like, share. If you have any questions or comments, feel free to drop them in the chat. Uh, you could be anywhere in the world, but you're here with us, and we appreciate that. Uh, shout out this old vet. Appreciate you coming through. Always our good friend, Chuck. My Keeping God. us straight with some of the facts. Uh, he did say, yes, the Grambling and Southern, they are playing uh, NBA All-Star Weekend in Salt Lake City. So Correct. Um, also, our good man, Daniel. What's good, man? Glad to have you here, man. Well, wish you was on this side. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man, let's get into it today. So today feels like um, today was a lot different than most days. holiday. Yeah, it, it used to be. It used to be a holiday. Yeah. Today is like well, I'm gonna tell you, today used to be Christmas. Now it's now it, it now it's Thanksgiving. No, nah, I ain't gonna say that. I'm, people gonna get mad when I say this. Now today is like Easter. People still dress up. People people still people still dress up. They still look a little nice. They understand the importance of it. But it just don't mean the same. I ain't gonna go that far. What 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 what's, a, what's another holiday? I mean, no disrespect to our Lord and Savior. It's like Thanksgiving, bro. You say Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving be hidden. People just eat, know. man. People don't get together no more and spend the whole day together. They just come over That's and grab. They, they just, but you still st- y'all spend all day together on Christmas though. No, we don't. I don't need. <laughs> I ain't even go. That I we had them, man. I know we didn't. Don't edit Don't edit I ain't gonna have my business. I'm just saying this. Family don't. Don't edit business. I ain't gonna add that. But anyway, signing day. At least the the signing official day. signing day, not early signing day. Uh, but I, I'll say this: there was some really good uh, pickups. HBCU. Um, I saw a lot of you know, what I'm saying come across the timelines. You know, what I'm saying. I'm I'm excited to be saying I'll be committed to or or you know saying such and such a sign. Tell me what you saw and today that that stood um, out. To you. The biggest one to me was uh, former Power Five commit committing to an HBCU. Um, Howard being able to get a former Michigan State commit. Um, Texas Southern getting Jackson State transfer Quay Davis. Um, fam, you getting former Jackson State commit Lockhart Grambling getting a couple quarterbacks, Southern uh recruiting in state pretty well, getting the quarterback from in the Baton Rouge area, getting a running back from up here in the Monroe area, who I think is highly underrated. Um, Texas Southern also got viral sensation Walt's champ, aka the Hulk. Um, if y'all haven't seen the picture of that young man, it looked like he never misses a day in the gym. Uh, but they also picked up his sign uh, commitment today. And there was one more that uh, I can't remember right now. But, yeah, it's been it's been from some big pickups. I think some solid classes. I think um, right now I will probably say Jackson State probably – Jackson State fam, you probably one and two right now in the recruiting as far as HBCU recruiting. Um, I think 
what Alcorn was, Alcorn was able to do early in the uh, getting that quarterback making, what Texas right. Southern was able to do early getting quarterback. I think some of them schools kind of did most of their stuff early in in the recruiting class, but the same with North Carolina Central, Morgan State, some of them. But like Norfolk State brought in what forty something guys today, 30 something guys today. Like that's a lot, and most schools aren't really doing that. I think Grambling only had eight. You know, they was able to get a few local guys, but it, mo- most of these classes aren't as big as we're used to seeing. Yeah. Um, I did see Alabama A&M um, had a class. What stood out to me about their class um, was not necessarily the numbers uh, per se, but it was the, you know, as far as like recruits and, you know, saying star rankings and stuff. Yeah. It was the makeup of this class. They had two power five, eight group of five, three junior college, six high school. Yeah, that is a very good mixture. So, uh, looking forward to seeing you know, saying what Coach Maynard how he he used that to rebuild his roster. Also, in this class, three quarterbacks. Yeah, we've seen a lot of that, man. We've seen a lot of that. I think this day and age with the transfer portal, you got to take a a few of them, you know, right? Right, right. Um, Something that I, I, I didn't even look to see where this young man ended up going, but this story hit uh kind of last week. Excuse me. Uh dropped last week. Uh Albany State offered Marcus Stokes. Uh, they end up later rescinding the offer. For those of you who don't know, Marcus Stokes is a uh is a uh highly recruited quarterback, was originally committed to Florida. A video came out of him rapping. Uh, a song and using the n-word uh, florida pulled his scholarship um and i think he had been kind of on a uh, on in, in the recruiting process from there um albany state's new coach reached out and um offered the kid a lot of people uh they were kind of mixed on both sides but a lot of people were kind of offended that hey why why is it a hbcu is the first one that's kind of reaching out, um, offering a scholarship. Um, he later, you know, saying, uh, sent out a, a tweet kind of explaining, or, or not explaining, but just kind of apologizing to, to Albany State uh, fans um, and, and admitting, saying that he made a mistake. So, um, yeah. thoughts, man. He, he ended up he ended up going to West Florida, by the way. Um, mm. But I. I believe that everybody deserves a second chance. However, I don't believe that everyone has to be the one to give that other person that second chance. Um, I don't believe that HBCU is the place to give him a second chance. I will say this. He didn't get uh, released from Florida until they had the uh, commitment from Jaden Rashad at the time. So that could have played a part in the situation. Not saying it did, not saying it didn't. Just saying I would be remiss not to bring that up. But I feel like it's one of those things where you overlooking the baggage because you're looking at the talent. Mm. And we see that a lot in recruiting. And I feel like in a lot of cases, it it works out, you know what I mean. Whether the person learns or they get into a new environment and they, you know, they kind of straighten up. But I feel like this would have done a lot more damage than most situations, just because of what he 
was accused of or what he did. I can't say accused of, you know, it's out yeah, there. He it's did. On, it's on yeah. video. So what he did is a lot more damning than what you know some other people have done considering the environment he would be walking into. I do feel like it would be a learning experience for the young man. You know what I'm saying? If he comes and he's in that environment and he can so he can kind of get a first hand understanding of why what he said was wrong and why he shouldn't say that. But I don't feel like you should. To the detriment of everyone else in the locker room, I don't feel like it's worth it to, to just to give him that that learning experience. Um, so, yeah, I, I I understand why he, you know, gave the scholarship offer, but I also understood why the president kind of nixed that idea and kind of walked back on that. So, yeah, but he wasn't, the, they weren't the first though. They, after they offered another HBCU offer. So, I mean, it was, mm-hmm. all it took was one. It wasn't the last. Yeah, they won. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let me say this. I understand and I completely agree. Everyone deserves a second chance depending on the offense. Mm-hmm. Um, and what he said was not necessarily, it wasn't the worst thing in the world but him going or 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 an HBCU offering him was not necessarily the best look in this day and age um and 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 you made the statement about um possibly him learning going to there and learn um I'm gonna steal one of your quotes Google is free. That's true. It ain't. It's not up to us, our culture, to educate you on your ignorance. That's that's very valid. Very valid. Um, I and, and as Chuck said, yeah, there were very mixed reactions at Albany State about about Mr. Marcus Stokes. Uh, if we didn't make this abundantly clear, he is he is a white kid. Um, I do think um. If he does, I mean, I ain't gonna say if he does. I don't, I don't think that uh, HBCU is necessarily his best, the best look for him. Uh, considering, I don't know if he necessarily would have looked at it or, or gone there and necessarily learned. I'm not saying he's not capable, but I think he, I think his 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 objective was to play football. So I don't think that him going there he was necessarily gonna learn his from his mistakes and and stuff like that when yeah so yeah alabama and them was the other school who gave him an offer so uh but yeah he did end up at west florida but i also say this what if in this day and age of transfer portal what would have happened if he would have came or he would have went there for one year albany state or alabama and them for one year and then transfers to a bigger. And then at that point, it looks like oh, it's, it's he even just worse. used he just yeah. used the HBCU to get where he really wanted to be. So I don't really it's a rehabilitation. I feel bro. like I feel like yeah, I feel like there was more negative that could have came from it than positive. The only positive that. I think that would have came would have been winning football games. And who's to say that those schools can't do that without Marcus Stokes? Correct. Um, all right, the schedules, football schedules 2023 have been released. There are a lot of really good non-conference games. Uh I'll let you, I know you got a list and I actually got a, a little list myself and I may we may have some overlap, but I'll let you go first. All right, so I was looking at a little bit of them. Uh, what stood out to me was Southern 
playing two conference opponents as non-conference games. Both Alabama State and Jackson State will be non-conference opponents for for Southern this year, which is very interesting to me. Uh, I've seen that happen with one one team, but two? Not two, yeah, Yeah. same. Uh, Grambling starting their season off playing Hampton. Um, That is a neutral site game in New Jersey of all places. Correct. Um, (laughs) Red Bull Arena. Yeah, Red Bull Arena, soccer stadium, which is kind of interesting to me. But uh, Alabama State playing their in-state, uh, I'm not going to call them rivals, but in-state schools, Miles and Tuskegee, uh, A&M playing Lane. Um, this one was interesting to me, too. Texas Southern going all the way up to Ohio for the first time as a program playing Toledo. Um, Alcorn, Alcorn, sorry, Alcorn. Um, playing perennial FCS opponent Stephen F. Austin, and then Prairie View actually hosting Abilene Christian. Mm-hmm. So couple couple big time FCS matchups, and then uh, the biggest one to me, the biggest non conference was the um Miac Challenge Swag Miac Challenge Jackson State South Carolina State to open the uh, season up. Yeah, uh, yeah, we we had like one or two in there. There um. That overlap. Um, Tennessee State, home and home with North Dakota State. I don't know if that's if that starts in twenty twenty three or not. Uh, also, Tennessee State is going to be playing Notre Dame next year as well. Yeah, that's fact. I forgot about that. Yeah, just yeah. start the season off. Yeah, that'll um, be Prairie View traveling to Dallas to face SMU again. I'm not. I got to check double check. I'm not sure if that's twenty twenty three or not, but I know that is scheduled. And Valley, Mississippi Valley State versus Central State in Chicago. That'll be interesting, too. What's That'll up, Miss Nikki? Cousin Nikki. I'm going to start calling Miss Nikki. We're going to say Cousin Nikki. I got I to gotta be careful how I say that. Nikki. Nikki, because I don't know somebody going to tune in and say, what he say? <laughs> Chill out, man. <laughs> I'm saying we just got through talking about Marcus Stokes. You know what I'm saying? That, yeah. well, oh, you gonna talk about Marcus Stokes? Then you gonna say? Nah, it ain't nothing like that. All right. Uh, speaking of that, though, since we're on the subject, uh, uh, we talked about Chicago. Chicago State. Um, for those of you who, who are aware, Chicago State is not a. They're a, p- a predominantly black institution. They're not an HBCU. We talked about this like episode two. Um, because they were founded in 1965, 66 or something. They were founded after the, I think it was like after segregation. So they're not considered, uh, um, they were founded that late. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that, cause that's the cutoff for it to be considered a HBCU. It's like, you gotta be before segregation. Um, I'm, I'm a, I'm gonna make sure nah, that I don't establish the 1867. Okay, it was a- after 65 then. It's still 65, 1865 then. Maybe I'm wrong. I know it was it was after man, I, I got wonder why. I wonder why it's not. Hmm. Yeah. I had to look at it. It's not a it's not an HBCU, but it is a predominantly, predominantly black bush. institution. Yeah. Yeah. I I got I I I know I messed that up.
But yeah, they, uh, but I think it's uh if I'm not looks like it looked like they might be be moving forward with it though. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Um, I just want to make sure I I I I got that right, that definition. Um Okay, yeah. So okay, I was right. Um Defines the HBCU as a, any historically black college or university that was established prior to 1964. So, and you say Chicago State was before that? Yeah, 1865, 1867, or something like that. But I think I think it's basically you have to be. There's a lot of predominantly black schools from that aren't necessarily classified by the uh, Department of Education as an HBCU. Yeah. Uh, well, anyway. I mean, I, and I don't mean to be dismissive of it, but and the reason why I say anyway, um, we talked about before um, Chicago State was looking to possibly join the MEAC because the MEAC was 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 almost thought they were going to lose Howard. It was a, it was a real threat, and uh, they would have actually lost their conference designation because they possibly. wouldn't have had enough team possibly. Um, Chicago State was thought to be a team that could have come in to help, but Chicago State didn't have a football team, so there was no added value. They could have, they could have still had a basketball conference, but you know, it kind of piece of purpose. Me, already has two two um, schools who are non-football schools in the and Maryland Eastern Store and Coppin State, so it wouldn't make no sense to add a third non-football school. So they were looking for a school that did have football, so they could bring their football numbers up. To have six, if they would have lost out. Yeah. Coming now, coming forth, uh, Chicago State uh, is exploring the idea of adding a football team. You say it looks like they're looking about going forward with it. Yeah, uh, they, possibly uh, as soon as uh, twenty twenty four is what they said. They uh, they have a committee out uh, put in place, and this it, that's part of what the committee will be, you know, focused on mm-hmm. and looking on. But they they have a plan in place to basically say. Um, basically, the committee will that's part of what the committee will be looking at when they could start and how you know, there's things along that kind of nature. But and another thing that um, that AD said yesterday, um, on an interview I was watching with Doc Holiday, um, was that there is no guarantee that there's no guarantee of what conference that they would be in if they were, um, if they were to add football. Um, right now they're playing. Think in the Horizon League in some sports, and then so they they're possibly talking about the Ohio Valley Conference, and they were talking about some other conferences. But she didn't mention that she wants all sports to play in the same conference. So mm-hmm. it would be possible that you know the MEAC could be one of those possibly, but there's no definitive answer on what conference what they would be in if they did at football. Yeah, um, I think it's kind of mutually beneficial uh, because Howard it, it's been rumored that Howard may be possibly still looking to lead, yeah, and it was it was a, a, a what they call eleventh hour uh, yeah. decision for them to stay the last time. So, uh, well, the first time Chicago State tried to enter the MEAC, it was nixed on a six to two vote. So, if they were to add football, potentially it would help their odds and help, you know, help their get, get a few more votes. Um, my only question about that, and I talked to Chuck about this a little bit. Um, does it make sense for the MEAC? Um, considering their ge- geographical footprint, does it make sense to add a team in Illinois whenever most of your teams are on the Eastern seaboard? 
Um, and I'm not really concerned about football as much as I would be about the other sports hey, where, you know, what, what you would travel multiple times a week. Yeah. Um, I just don't know if that makes a lot of sense financially um, for not only Chicago State, but the other teams in the MEAC. So, I mean, it's it's one of those things where you would obviously have to weigh the pros and cons, but I think it's a lot more that, that needs to be taken into account other than just, oh, they have football, so let's add them to the MEAC. Gotcha. Yeah, I mean, it's something to think about. Um, we'll keep continue keep an eye on it. Uh, it'll be very interesting. Uh, also, 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 don't be surprised you start seeing teams come back home. I can see that. I can see especially, especially – if we see some of these HBCU conference start getting, you know, more equitable um, TV deals and, and it starts becoming more financially, um, there's more financial incentive for these schools to be in the SWAC or the MEAC in these conferences. So I, I we, definitely we, we looking at you, Hampton. I definitely could see not only just them. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't yeah. see A&T coming back, though. I, that's but, what I, I don't see A&T, but Hampton? Yeah. But yeah, we could um we could possibly see that soon, especially if it you know becomes more financially lucrative in the uh HBCU conferences. All right. Um right now we are in the season of uh all-star games for the most part. Uh we've had the uh I forget which the NFL PA collegiate bowl. Mm-hmm. Um I think the Shriners Bowl is either played or getting ready to play. I know the senior bowl is going on. This uh, but weekend, the senior yeah, bowl. the senior bowl this weekend. One thing I, I can say, we have been seeing uh reports coming out. There are a lot of HBCU players, uh well, relatively speaking, compared to other years. There are a lot of HBCU players uh in these bowl games, and they are shining, they're stepping up. Um, I saw Aubrey Miller put Tajay Spears from Tulane on his back. I'm talking about embarrassing. Like, I'm yeah. telling you, it looked like Zeke on that final play of the Cowboys game. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Isaiah Lane, obviously, we know Isaiah Lane. Right. And he's a big name, but he's he's looked pretty good and held his own against some of the bigger offensive linemen from these power five schools, as as all of us pro- thought that he would, but I think he's He's kind of shocked some people who aren't really familiar with with who he is, especially when you look at his his frame and he's not really as big as some of those other defensive ends, but he's holding his own. So kudos to him. And but yeah, it's been it's been a lot of HBCU players out there making a name for themselves and, and getting a lot of recognition and getting, you know, getting looked at from teams, you know, Bill Belichick talking to some, you know, you got you got these guys making a, a real big name for themselves. So kudos to them and, and salute to the senior bowl, man, for for you know having more and more HBCU players that you know in the past few years, so I I think HBCU players are finally starting to get the recognition they deserve in a sense, but it's still not to where it should be. Correct, um, I completely agree. Uh, last year the um, HBCU combine was um, adjoined, I think a little bit before uh, the Senior Bowl. This year the uh, HBCU combine I looked it up; it is actually going to be right before Legacy Bowl. Yeah, so. that's dope. So that'll be that'll be dope to see that happen. Uh, but speaking of HBCU players, this year's Super Bowl will have four former HBCU players competing. Mm-hmm. Um, two on each side. Yes, um, as a matter of fact, two of them owe me some money. <laughs> they are the reason why Cincinnati Bengals are not in the, the championship. The interception. Yes. Hipped it up to the other one. <laughs> yeah, so um, 
And Javon Hargrave on the other side also uh, for the Eagles. I know that one. I don't know who the other one is, though. You're going to have to. Yeah, I'm pulling it up now. now. Pulling it up now. Uh, and if I'm not mistaken, the Eagles have somebody in their front office who is also a South Carolina State alum. Um, yeah, so the four, you got Josh Williams uh, from Fayetteville State. Um where did it go? It just—I just—I hate when it's do this. Uh, you got um. Come on, man! Come on! Come on now! Josh Williams was also the first HBCU player taken in the draft last year, too. Yep, yep. So I'm trying to. Where was it? Where was it? Okay, the other is uh, Brian Cook. Uh, yeah, they both from Kansas City. Both from Kansas City. Um, I'm looking for. I know Javon Hargrave is one for the Eagles. Yeah, I, 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 yeah. Oh, it actually, hold up, hold up. I might be wrong. Or oh, is this last year? Yeah, that's last year. Because yeah, I literally just had the other four from A and T. I just don't yeah. know his name. No, no, because I just looked and it said uh five. Last year it was five. My and so I'm corrected. Uh Ted, his name is Ted Cruz. He's the VP of communications for the Kansas City Chiefs, who is a South Carolina State alum, executive for the Kansas City Chiefs. Wrong team, but yeah. So South Carolina State got two. Uh, alumni representing them in the Super Bowl. Come on now. Okay, I'm not seeing it for some reason. And a coach also from South Carolina State who's a uh, quality control coach for the Eagles. So they're well, very well represented. All right, as soon as we get ready to get up off here, it'll, it'll pop up. <laughs> I literally just had – hold on, I know where to go. I know where to go to find it. I got you right here, Mac McClain. Thank you. It's uh, Mac McClain, DB for the Eagles from North Carolina A&T. Appreciate it, man, because this this thing acting up over here. Um, but that, that that goes to let me ask this. Who is one of the best Super Bowl performances by HBCU, former HBCU player? Don't ask me because you know I'm biased. Be biased because I need you to be biased right now. Well, uh, if I'm not mistaken, I think, uh, what was it, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday? Wednesday, yesterday. No, yesterday was Wednesday. I'm tripping. My days run together. Yesterday was Tuesday. Tuesday, yesterday was uh, my man. The great Doug Williams was the first black quarterback to win the Super Bowl for the Washington. I'm not going to say that team name no more, but the, the Washington team, former Grammar State quarterback and head coach Doug Williams will be my answer as the best performance for HBCU play in the Super Bowl. 
Yes, yesterday marked the 35th and 35 years. Yeah, 35th year anniversary of, of Doug Williams winning the Super Bowl. Seemed like so, it was just yesterday. I wasn't man, even alive, but it seemed. I know. Like I was gonna say. I, I I had to look it up. I was like, man, I was. Man. But hey, I will say this though, it's uh coincidental, I guess you could say, if you believe in those, that 35 years and this is the first year we have two black quarterbacks starting the Super Bowl. So 35 years later, you got you got Doug's, you know, listen, legacy kind of being solidified in a sense. Let me, I, allow me to be a little silly right now. Ah, uh, here you go. People been talking about this. It's the, Patrick the, you Mahone. Know, two black quarterbacks. Listen, I don't know. Patrick Mahone Jr. might not be black. His daddy. <laughs> his daddy. Straight Newports. And his daddy looked like he. And, and, and he, Code he, 45. And finna change your carburetor. Yeah. Hey, listen. That man. Al Green playing in the background. That man definitely drink old English. I'm just saying. That O.E. But uh, nah, man. But it is. Uh, a lot, it's, you know what's funny? A lot of people did. <laughs> a lot of people uh, was like, "I knew Patrick Mahomes' daddy was black. I didn't know he was black, black, black. 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 Yeah, he <laughs> black, black. black. Yeah, but yeah, man. Uh, they started celebrating Black History Month early, black, like yeah. that. Yeah. Speaking of that, man, listen, I'm a little bit behind. I, I, I didn't. Hold on. Let me let me throw this in here real quick. Uh, I was supposed yeah. to say it. I didn't. Happy Black History Month. Uh, we're going to celebrate all month. Every day. Every, Every day. day. Uh, today's celebration goes to Miss Althea Gibson. She was the first black female Grand Slam winner. Um, interesting to know, she was one of the first uh, uh, black female pioneer, uh, well, to cross the color barriers for uh, tennis. She won 11 Grand Slams. And then, not only just that, she went back and went to FAMU. She did. She went back to school, went to FAMU. Uh, and uh, FAMU currently has their tennis you know, facility, courts and stuff like that named after her. So, shout out to her, HBCU alumnus. Yes, yes. And she's also Trailblazer. She's also an AKA for, for, those, for those of y'all, uh, I ain't going to say it, but for the pink and green ladies, with your pink is up and your pearls. Pearls on. Uh, also, she also played in the PGA, LPGA, so she's the first woman to do both breaking barriers. So, uh, also, we got one more story before we get to well, I, I'll say that to afterwards. Um, now, this is a story that's been kind of uh, people been hearing about it, not many people been talking about it. But we did at least want to bring y'all, you know, saying bring it to, you know, so we know everybody has heard about it. Uh, Urban Edge Network has launched a two hundred and fifty million dollar lawsuit against uh, how much? Two hundred fifty million. Who they think they kidnapped? Chester Clinton. <laughs> they <laughs> they lost. I mean, they launched this two hundred fifty million dollar lawsuit against uh, Weber Marketing and Consulting, the SWAC. And Commissioner Charles, Doctor Charles McClellan, um, in the North District, Texas, Dallas Division Court. Um, some of the key things in this lawsuit. Basically, the lawsuit was for uh, what they call, <coughs> excuse me, uh, tortious, um, tortious interference by the the conference. What you say about my mom? Yeah, that. <laughs> 
so basically, uh, the lawsuit uh, alleges that basically the sum it all up, the sweat bad mouthed them to some to some uh, advertising and stuff about the and, and lied to them about the uh, rights to air uh, games. Um, this thing, Urban Edge Network is also the owner of um, HBCU League Pass Plus. Mm-hmm. So that is that is um, I ain't gonna say that's the gist of it, but that's one of the reasons uh, they they are after this uh, League Pass Plus was one. I know we heard about it this summer. We kind of talked about it on our show. Um, HBCU Go came out with uh, Mr. Byron Allen and that group, and I believe this uh, Weber Marketing. I could be wrong, and I apologize if I am. Uh, but yeah, it, it, it seemed like it seemed like there was a an undercutting of uh, of some sorts done to you know promise you something and then I'll turn around and promise it to someone else and say that you never had the right to have that so um and if I'm not mistaken there was also some kind of um trying to block them from working with individual schools and, or institutions you know what I'm saying and some of those mm-hmm. other things so it's just messy all together and I hate that that we have to deal with this another black eye for HBCUs honestly right now um it is at a, at a bad time, so I, I hope it gets resolved soon and all parties are satisfied. I uh, completely agree. Um, I don't want to, I don't want to dive into this too much nah, because, I um, I because I, I heard somebody say this is a money grab, but then when I kind of started reading over, I was like, I don't know if it's a money grab. It, it sounds like there are some legitimate gripes, um. But I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't because I don't know the back end. I don't know the dealings behind the scenes. So I I say this: a lawsuit is one side of the story. That's mm-hmm. one. That's one party side. Um, you know, side of, of how they view things. And so I mean, I feel like we have to be fair to the other parties who are Correct. you know being sued or or being you know named in this suit and and kind of let, wait for their side of the story. And if their side doesn't come out, then just wait for the day in court because um, that's the only thing that's fair and, and equitable to everybody involved. Completely agree. Um, yeah, man, that was just mm, – that's something. But it's something that a lot of people have not been talking about. Um, well, it, it's been mentioned, but it's been mentioned on Twitter, and a lot of reputable sources have just kind of stayed away. Uh, not saying we're not reputable. <laughs> but we at least want <laughs> we at least want to bring you know saying we know it's at your attention and we didn't want to ignore it because we did have it on the docket to talk about last week and I honestly the conversation was so good with Dr. Cavill that I completely forgot about it. Um, so, so who you got this weekend in basketball games, man? Uh, I'm room for everybody black. Such a cop out. <laughs> Uh, let's see here. Seriously, uh, Grant, you got Grambling, Alabama State. Give me Alabama State. I know that's not going the way the game gonna go. I understand you got rip, you got rip with your home team. Uh, yeah, yeah. Give me uh, Grambling. You got Alcorn. 
and UAPB. Give me, give me the Braves. Yeah, I'm gonna take the Braves. Uh, fam, you Southern. Give me some. I mean, not Southern Texas. Somebody got. Somebody got to win. Uh, so tears. so fam you is 0 and 13 uh in the league. Give me Texas Southern. I'm taking Texas Southern. Until fam you show me that can win in the conference. I'm going. I'm fading them every time. You got Southern Alabama AM. Jags. I'm gonna get I'm gonna take them Bulldogs at home. I, I wouldn't be mad at it because that helped that helped Grambling out, so I wouldn't be mad at it. I'm taking them Bulldogs, but uh, Mississippi Valley versus Jackson State. This is at Jackson State too. Yeah, so I'm give me the Jackson. Tigers. Yeah, give me Jackson State. I think Mo Williams got some going. Um, Bethune Prairie View. You said Bethune. Yeah, I'm gonna go Riverboat Ridge, man. Riverboat Ridge. I'm gonna take Prairie View. I'm gonna take Prairie View now. All right, what's your boy about? I'm trying, hold on, I'm looking. I'm looking. Yeah, I did. I went with all the home teams. Dang. Ain't <laughs> 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 no way that's going to happen. Hey, it ain't. It ain't. <laughs> all uh, right, so uh, tomorrow we got, uh, uh, I don't even, Maryland Eastern Shore play somebody. Hold on, hold on. Regent, some, I don't, I don't never Yeah, heard right. I just Regent University. Yeah, give me uh, Maryland Eastern Maryland Shore. Maryland Eastern Shore, yeah. Yeah. And Saturday, you got Morgan, Delaware State. Give me Morgan. Even though Delaware State on some kind of a streak right now, give me Morgan. Yeah, give me, give me got, Morgan State and that one. And then you got Hampton, Norfolk State. I'm not going against Norfolk State. Yeah, yeah, I'm not going against Norfolk either. And that game is going to be on TNT, by the way. Yes. Nationally televised, so. Some good publicity for those two uh, schools in that one. Yeah, I think more, uh, Morgan gonna pull it out though. Yeah, yeah. So, um, hey, we do have a programming announcement. Uh, starting next week, uh, the HBCU hour will be on Mondays and Thursdays. That's right. You get us twice a week, Mondays and Thursdays, bringing you all. Or at least most, or some, a little bit. However, you want to look at it, we bring you some HBCU content uh, starting Mondays and Thursdays. Also, the Golden Boot, uh, where we primarily talk about LSU and also some of the uh, other like NFL teams and stuff SEC, like that. SEC, SEC, yeah, they'll be on on Sundays and Wednesdays. All shows will be at eight PM Central. All shows will be at eight PM Central. Uh, and what you got before we get up out of here? Uh, I say this on September 9th, and I know we're a little ways away, but I just realized on September 9th, you got Grambling at LSU and Jackson State at Southern. Yeah, 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 yeah. A lot of people been talking about this. Think you might have more people at the Southern Jackson State. I game. completely agree. I completely agree. Yeah, let's shoot Grambling game. Um, traffic at both is gonna be bad. Yeah, you might as well <laughs> don't even. <laughs> you might I'll be get a bike. <laughs> or them electric that's, scooters. Yeah, that's gonna be terrible traffic. Yeah, yeah um, I'll be I'll be a month for that one though. <laughs> Has this has the Jackson State Southern game 
ever been – well, I'm sure – Chuck, where you at? Has it ever been this early in the season? I don't, I, not that I know of, bro. And I think because it's not a conference, it's the only reason it's so early. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 But, that, I mean, since it's not a conference, though, it don't hurt. I mean, they could play twice again next year because it's not going to hurt anybody's conference, you know, record if whoever loses. So, they could be playing – Second week of the season and then the second to last week of the season. Look, yeah. Chuck, I am. Chuck, <laughs> I am here. <laughs> oh, my, my bad. I saw, I saw my boy up at Day Earth. He was late. That's all good, Day, man. Uh, just go ahead catch back up. Hey, matter of fact, if you want to, you can watch this episode two, three more times. Hey, I know we forgot to mention we were talking about schedules. Gotcha. South Carolina State AD. Mentioning the game that she was trying to get but could not get. I'm not going to say it. I'm not going to say who she was trying to get. But, man, that's what we need more of, that right there. Correct. You know what I'm saying? We kind of saw that with, you know, uh, Alabama and them playing. Um, I think it was Alabama and them playing. They got Tuskegee no, on homecoming. Yeah, they played. No, Alabama and them played Lane. Oh. Alabama State played Tuskegee and no, no, and them and them has Tuskegee. Oh, they play both. They play both. They play and them has Tuskegee and for homecoming. Oh. I will be there because that's that. about to be jumping. I know that. I know they was playing Lane. I didn't know they was playing. Tuskegee yeah, they, too. they got Tuskegee too. And uh, you said you don't know about in-state rob- uh Miles, Alabama State, Tuskegee, Alabama State. Those are in-state rivals. Uh, for years, 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 um, Tuskegee. Alabama State was the Turkey Day Classic. That's Huge right. Driver. That's right. Yeah, yeah. I um, that. That's but that that changed uh, because Tuskegee uh, explored the D uh, two mm. playoffs. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, this is that is that is huge though. But um, if we can get some more of that, right, sign me up all day for that. Yeah, man. And, and shout out to uh, uh, I, I don't want to miss Keisha, uh, Coach Keisha. Yeah. Uh, South Carolina State's AD uh, comes into uh, HBCU nightly, uh, talks with everybody, just shares her her thoughts and stuff, and, and kind of gives insight. Talks about uh, South Carolina State. Listen, she had me believing. <laughs> she had me believe South Carolina State finna bounce back. So. Hey, my boy, your boy Buddy Pew signed like twenty some players today, including like three transfers. So they might be doing something over there, man. Yes, yes, might be doing. They might. We we gonna find out early, real early. We just that they, we they're are. gonna play. They're gonna play TC. Then what, that's what I, I guess. We're gonna find you. out about TC too. That's what, that's what I was gonna ask you. Uh, signing day today. Um, biggest surprise in signing day. HBCU side. Uh, how we're getting the Michigan State commit. <laughs> I mean, I I know like the Travis Hunter thing was huge. Yeah, that's Dion. You know what I'm saying? Like for for Howard. I I know that's the Mecca, and uh, but for them to get a Power Five commit, that's that's huge, man. And right. I I know we've seen the the transfers from Power Fives come down, but getting one out of high school to choose, you know, Howard over Michigan State, that's that's huge, bro. And I don't I don't really know if anybody else did anything quite to that magnitude. There's been some big signings today. Don't get me wrong, but I think that's the biggest one. No pun intended, because he is a big man. By the way, that's yeah. a big old boy. But yeah, you you ready? And this and this. What is, you got? Alabama A and M doing some 
No, 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 no. No. Deion's gone. Jackson Statehead still has the number one signing class in HBCU. That's true. Everywhere I've seen. TC still, TC, they believe in TC. I'm looking forward to seeing what he can do. Uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, I think what they was able to do earlier with, you know, getting the the, um, McGee from Oregon and some of those other big names that was able to get early. I think TC kind of solidified that he going to be all right over there. At least least next year. Yeah. So here's the thing. Dion made a lot of people upset last year or in in previous years, period. Um. he may be gone and they can't play him, but they're going to take it out on Jackson State. Jackson State's still going to get everybody's best punch. I ain't thought about that. So, TC. About, yeah, that's a good point. TC is going to – and I, I believe in the things that TC can do. Um, just simply from what I've seen and heard from him, uh, but I'm ready to see how he responds because, again, he's still going to get everybody's best punch. Yep, that's, that's a very valid point, bro. So, very valid. Looking forward to it. Uh, this recruiting class is definitely going to be needed. Um, what's up, Chance? Chance said, uh, he said, damn, everybody that show had their shows overlapping tonight. Yeah, yeah man. man. Uh, yeah, uh, he said it might be just residual. Actually, no. So here's why I don't think it's just residual, Chance. Um, yeah, I think a lot of paid players left. Um, a lot of players left, jumped into the portal and stuff. Um what you had was you had a lot of players still uh, – you had some players come back from the portal. Um, you had a lot of new signees. Um, and you had the players who 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 never went into the portal at all. So yeah. I do think that it's going to be um, – and as Chuck says, they'll still load it. Now, yeah. I'm not taking anything away from Dion. He did he, – he laid some groundwork and stuff. So that's – I'm not saying that. But, Chance, I, I know you understand what we're saying. Uh it's yeah, a lot the, of them I, guys. A lot of them guys committed after Dion had already left too. That's true. So I mean, a lot of a lot of them guys knew that Dion was gone, and they still decided to come there. Yeah. So, all right, all right. Let's get up out of here for real. Again, one more time. I just want to throw this up here. Uh, we do have programming change. Uh, HBCUI will be back Mondays and Thursdays. The Golden Boot will be on Sundays and Tuesdays. All shows, I repeat, all shows will be at 8 p.m. Central. Uh, some show times are scheduled, scheduled to change depending on events. Uh, there will be no show on Super Bowl Sunday. I'll let you know that now, though. No, that ain't happening. Let you know that now. Uh, also, also, if I'm not mistaken, uh, Valentine's Day falls on a Tuesday, so we don't have to worry about that. Uh, yeah, but yeah, it falls on a Tuesday. But if not, uh, Side Chick Day is on Wednesday, the 15th. Um, we'll have a show because we ain't got uh, Side Chicks. Yeah, but some of y'all, one. you know I'm what I'm saying? I'm free that day. Hey, Side <laughs> Chick, subscribe to the channel and watch with you. I'm free that day, so. Yeah, we good. We good. So, all right, man. With that, we are out. Thank you for listening to Believe. 
You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.